Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Deacon Hoover Radio Network, and we're back for the Deacon Real Estate Podcast. I am Adam, but with me is the star, Alex Deacon, the Deacon himself. Alex, what's going on today, brother? Adam, what's going on? I'm heading up to my uh, my camp after this podcast. Nice. So let's kick some butt. Let's, let's get out this. of here. Let's we'll, we'll make and it a, a, a quick one, but a, a good one. Yeah, this, this is going to be a good one. I think everybody wants to know about this next subject. So let's let's talk about uh, today something that I think a little everybody would probably want to know. I, mean, I I could benefit from this. How can you finance with zero money down? Are you serious? You can do that. I, that's that's what I've been told. What are you talking about? I know. I I, I, I personally don't know. I had no idea. That's why I came to you. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody wants to know how to do this, right? Every uh, there's how many books and seminars have been structured around this one sentence? I mean. Tons. And why do you think that is? Why Be- do you think there's this? That one sentence brings so much excitement. Because uh, typically people don't want to invest. Well, one, they either don't want to invest their own money, or two, people don't have money save money saved up to invest. Right. And that those are the two commonly. Th- those one and two. Yep. Right. So if this was Family Feud, that will be number one ding, and number two. Ding. Exactly. Thanks, Richard Dawson. So. Number one is I think most people don't have money and they want an easy way out because it sounds easy. Right. Zero money down. I don't have any money. I can become a millionaire. Sounds too good to be true. And it is that simple, but it's also that complicated. And the other thing, the number two version would be or answer would be leverage, right? So what does zero money down mean? It means I can use other people's money. And I can leverage my purchases and my real estate portfolio growth infinitely. It's how many hours you have in the day, how much resources you have, how many properties you can find to purchase. That's And how much money you have of other people's money will limit how much you can purchase. Like how many you can buy. Can I buy four in a day? Can I buy four a year? Can right. I buy 40 a month? That's, that's what it's going to boil down to. So we're going to go into different strategies on how to buy properties with literally none of your money. Okay, But I'm, there's a caveat to this, and that is if you don't have, if your real estate IQ is not where it should be, and you don't have a good team behind you, and this is the same thing every podcast we talk about this, right? right? But it's always the basics. So if you don't have the real estate IQ where it needs to be, you don't have your team members the surrounding you, you don't know the market, zero money down is not going to work. Okay? I don't think people would appreciate you playing with their money uh, if you didn't know what you were doing with it. For sure. And if they do, <laughs> and you, you, dupe, you dupe them into doing business with you and they give you the money, then you're not going to know what to do with it and you're right. going to fail miserably. So we'll, we'll go into each different scenario on how to do this and how to do it properly. But I wouldn't suggest this on a large scale to somebody just starting out. Okay, so well, I'll, share, I'll share with you some of the things that I've done in the past that I kind of tripped on these, and I'm like, oh, I guess I can do that, you know? Teach me wise, Deacon. Teach me. Oh, sure. Grasshopper. <laughs> yes. So if you guys can't see, it's like the karate kid. I'm I will teach you. You must close lip and open eye and open ear. Yes. 
You can open mouth now. Oh, there we go. There so we go. He asked me a question. There you go. So, all right. So, so what are what's the easiest way right now? We know you need a good team. You know that you need to be, have someone some experience involved with this. But um, let's 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 really dive into this. So, zero money down strategies. Uh, some some things that you kind of fell into. Okay. So one of the ones, one of the first ones I purchased was it was a four unit in Beachview. It's about. It was like 1995-ish, okay? Now okay. it's it probably about 1997, okay? So this this listing was on the market. It expired. I Meaning it was on the MLS. It expired. I called the guy. I said, "Hey, are you interested in selling?" He said, "Sure, I'd be interested in selling." I said, "Well, the only way I can buy is if you hold the mortgage, okay?" He didn't have a mortgage on it at the time, so he owned it free and clear. So he bas he basically was the bank, okay? And I said, well, here's what I'll do. I will give you $5,000 down. It, it might have been three or 4000 I don't recall the exact amount. But he's. I went and looked at it. He was open to it. We put a deal together. So the next question from you to me is, well, you had to put 5000 down, didn't you, Alex? Well, so you good, to, ask me that question. Say, well, you had to put 5000 down, didn't you, Alex? Well, no, I didn't, Adam. Because oh, let me did. explain to you why I didn't have to put 5000 of my own money down. Do tell. Because I had a credit card with a limit of, let's say it was 5000 Okay. I don't remember exact numbers. So I went and got that money, put that money down, which was not my money. I had to pay on it every month, though. And I owned a four unit, just that simple, right? Now, that four unit was probably not the best investment. Okay. Uh, so that's on the back end where my real estate IQ was low. Uh, I purchased something at a certain price point where I shouldn't have, and I did buy it with zero money down. So my risk was minimal, because okay. I could have walked away from that, and what would I have lost? Five thousand dollars. Right. I could rec I could recover from that. Right. So, but that's one way of doing it, and that's called owner financing. Okay. So one way to buy it with zero money down is owner financing. Now the lower down payment you can negotiate with the seller the better, right? So if I would have negotiated, I probably could have negotiated zero money down. I didn't know any better. Hey, listen, I'll take this off your hands. I'm going to put zero money down, but I'm going to pay you X amount every month for the next two years. And then after two years, I have to pay you the balance. Right. That's called a balloon payment. Gotcha. Okay. So we amortize, we might have amortized that payment over 15 years at 7% interest. That's all negotiable. You negotiate the interest rate. The amount of years that the loan is amortized over mm -hmm. and when it has to be paid off six months or 60 years right. that's probably the easiest most common way to do zero money down now the the pros of doing it that way is very simple no bank involved right right the the downside is Whenever you do something like this on a residential side, you you lose a lot of leverage. You lose ability. You don't lose, but your ability to uh, negotiate a better price and better terms is a lot less because you're asking the seller to take somewhat of a risk. Okay. 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 So when you can find a fantastic deal and the owner will finance it, that's that's beautiful. Gotcha. But it's hard to find those both those ingredients that, that make it a stupendous deal. But you can still get decent deals regardless. For example, you might find an owner that maybe they don't want all their money now. 
because of the, the way the tax law is written. They don't want to get all that money right now. Okay. They'd rather make a interest on their money, on their equity. So if I own this $100,000 asset free and clear, and I'm going to hold a note for $100,000 for Alex at 7% interest, where can I get 7% on my money? So that's what that seller's thinking. I don't need all that money now. I might as well trust Alex that he'll pay me every month and I'm making 7%. So you can find some owners that don't need to sell. But what happens when you find an owner that doesn't need to sell? Then you got to find the money. What happens is that owner doesn't need to sell. Oh, right. Yeah, right. So right, where right, does right, your, right. where's your leverage? There's none. Yeah, There's he's, he's going to sell it to you probably at a top dollar or more than it's worth. And everything's going to be kind of skewed in his favor. If so, you I mean, can even get the property at all. I yeah, mean, right. even if you get the property at all. So... Owner financing, pros and cons, but it's definitely uh, something to think about. I think it's more like creative financing like this is probably more prevalent in deals that maybe are more commercial or industrial where maybe financing is a little more difficult to get. So creative deals are done a lot more often than you think outside of the residential world. I do believe. I don't have much experience in it, but that's, that's what I'm told. There you go. All right, so... How else can you buy a property with zero money down? Uh, there's a thing, there's a lender out there, and they're typically called hard money lenders or private lenders. So, hard money or private lenders. Those are just folks that, I mean, that could be your uncle, your aunts, that could be your next door neighbor, that could be a friend, uh, someone who wants to lend money at a very high interest rate. And the reason it's a high interest rate because the risk is high. So, for example, that same $100,000 four unit that I purchased, I would go to a hard money lender and I would I would let him know that, look, here's what I'm going to do. Here's my, this is my business plan. You're going to lend me $110,000, okay? That $110,000 is going to cover the cost of purchasing the property, the cost of maybe some of my closing costs, and maybe another $5,000 in rehab that I want to do to the property. Are you okay with that, Mr. Lender? Lender's typically not okay with it unless you have a good track record with him or you have a tremendous income and tremendous credit score. Okay? If you have no income and no credit score and no background, you're not going to get that deal from a hard money lender. Don't expect much, okay? right? But I do these all the time. So, for instance, again, that $100,000 asset, I'm buying it with the hard money lender's money. He's lending me 110000 at closing. And I'm walking out of the closing, sometimes with a small check. And I should put that money into the property, get right. it fixed up, so on and so forth. And I'm paying a very high rate. So I might pay anywhere from 10 to 15% on that. So it's very high. So if you're not, again, if your real estate IQ is low, and just imagine what a uh, mortgage payment is going to be on 10 or 15% on a $100,000 loan. It's very high. So you really have to know what you're doing. You want to get out of that loan as quickly as you can. So four, six months, maybe a year. Okay. You don't want to carry it longer than that. Right. Because so the interest you, is so high. Yeah. That. That's right. And it's just, all it does is get you into the property with zero money. Mm -hmm. So the exit strategy on something like that is, one, I'm going to around and sell it in four to six months or eight months less than a year I'm gonna sell it so if I sell it for hundred forty thousand 
and my profit is X, who cares what I paid the lender? He right. made money, I made money. Everybody's happy. And I, I used none of my own funds. Uh, exit strategy B would be, I'm going to re, I'm going to hold the property, so I'm going to refinance it with a conventional lender. So I'm going to go to ABC Lending, XYZ Lending, and I'm going to pitch them on. Okay, now I have an asset that's appraises for 140,000. I would like to borrow 110,000. Is that okay? The bank's going to say yes or no with some stipulations. I refinance it with conventional lending, pay off the hard money lender. Now I have an asset that's sitting in my portfolio that's worth maybe 140,000 and I have a hard money lender who wants to lend me money again. And then, right, so you, so you have somebody that a year or two years down the line, if you need something, if you want to put an addition on your house, mm -hmm. if you need a car, if you need this, you need that, you have somebody to go to. Gotcha. It's all about building. In a way, you're building, that's, it goes back to what we always talk about, networking, building those business relationships that could help you. Gotcha. Yeah. And I guess it is good to say, too, that it's okay to have a low, a low you know, real estate IQ, in the in investor IQ at the beginning too. That's why we're here and that's why we're doing these things, guys. So please never, don't ever take, you know, low IQ as, a, as an insult. I mean, that's, that's kind of why we're here. We, we, we've all had the low IQ. Okay, oh, yeah. okay, I still have a low IQ when oh, it comes yeah, to real it's, estate. Oh, extremely low. It's very low. It's probably the lowest. You know what's funny? I don't know why I think about this right now, but the other day, literally like last week, um, I met a guy. I shouldn't say this, but you, you, you know, do you know that that Geico commercial with the um, the caveman? Yeah, is it the caveman? I yeah. met a guy who looked just like him. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was. Are you it sure was, it wasn't me with his big no, beard and you. the long hair that I, I got? Saw, going I'm on. looking at your beard and I'm thinking low IQ, and I'm like, holy cow! And it was just it just wasn't me. It's like guy was in the room with me. He's like, hey, that guy looks like. Like the I'm like, oh my god, is it, it, it wasn't just me then? He's like, no, it looked just like the dude. See, those are hints, ladies and gentlemen. That's what yeah. he's saying. He's saying, shave, oh, clean oh. up. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about using your own funds. That would be like a credit card, right? Right. Uh, borrowing all the money from a hard money lender or private lender. Mm -hmm. Okay, another way to buy something with zero money down would be a, a partnership. Okay, so you may have, in many cases, I have the, the knowledge of the real estate side. I just don't have the money. Right. The person who has the money may not want to be a lender. They want to be a partner. Or maybe you want them to be a partner. Right. Okay. They would prefer to make more money and have more risk, though. So, so as a partner, you're going to have all the money into it. But you're also going to, you're going to share in the risk, too. Right, okay. Well, the return may be greater, but hey, if the deal doesn't make any money, guess what? You've lent, you were a partner on, with that $100,000 and you made nothing because I made nothing. Right. Or maybe we lost money. Right. Okay. So it's not hard to find people like that too. In fact, it's, it's relatively easy on both ends. I think it's easier to find a hard money lender than a partner. Mm -hmm. But before you choose a partner, just make sure you're choosing the right partner because I've I've picked a lot of not right partners over the over the past, and you know it's not fun. You have to be on the same page. You have to like see things the same, and somebody has to be in charge. You know, typically now in my world, with the experience I have, I'm in charge of like what goes on on the on the partnership. Just you want to be a partner, fine, but I'm making all the decisions because mm -hmm. 
I'm going to get it done quicker. I know what I'm doing. Just sit back and make money. And in a partnership too, do you, do you find it beneficial to if you know that like you know like you said like you're 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 big on the real estate side, maybe you need somebody to bring in like the, the money side of things. Is it good to to know like okay, these are my strengths, these are my weaknesses. I need to bring somebody in to strengthen up my weaknesses, and maybe I can strengthen their weaknesses, and then you're one cohesive unit. That's that's uh, the idea. Hundred hundred ten percent. Yeah, that's where you get when one and one. You know, one plus one equals three because mm-hmm. somebody's strong in the detail department in the uh, the profit and loss statement balance sheet looking at that stuff department which I'm not good at I'm good at just kind of going out there finding the deals spotting what's finding the deals mm-hmm. that's what I'm good at so yeah anything that complements what you're not good at in any business or any personal relationship is always a good thing I'm trying to think. Are we missing anything as far as zero money down? I am sure we are. There are so we things. We got owner finance. We got yeah. hard money. We got uh, you know from private lenders. We got partnerships. There's got to be more ways. The, uh, we had we had a gentleman in here, Josh Caldwell. Remember yes. a few weeks ago? It was a great interview, by the way, guys. Or a great yeah. great conversation. Please go back and check yeah, that out. That's a lot. That's about a 90 minute one. But he's really versed in creative financing. So another, I'm looking over our list here. Another one would be lease options. That's not that unsimilar as um, like a land contractor owner financing it's just a little bit different you're not really taking ownership of it but you are leasing it and you can typically do that with zero money down also so lease options are similar and there's so many different things in a lease option or a land contract or owner financing when you're doing those creative deals with an owner, there's so many things that are negotiable. It's not just the sales price. It's the interest rate. It's, is it interest-only payments? Is it a principal and interest payment? Is it amortized over 30 years, over 20 years, over 15 years? What's the interest rate? Is it going to be lower, higher, or mid-range? Um, who's responsible for paying the taxes and the insurance? Lots of different variables that come into play when you're putting an agreement together. And I'm sure all those variables, too, will kind of be triggered by, like you said, credit history, um, um, previous lending history, like different things like that. That could take a, you know, maybe 30-year and trim it down to maybe a 15 where you have to pay more up front, pay more, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Is, is that how it typically would work? Oh, yeah. a lot. Of, all the variables depend on your financial strength and the seller's motivation and, and all that good stuff. Okay. So you can be you can get real creative with it. I think I've covered pretty much most of the zero money down options that I use on a regular basis. I use mostly now private money or hard money, okay. and it works quite well. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And it can be super super lucrative, but can also be super dangerous because you're borrowing at very high interest rates. And remember, you are on the hook for that money, so it's not something to take lightly. Right, right, and that's and that's that could that builds uh, that that either uh, builds strengthens or kills relationships when you go in with private lenders like yeah. that too. Partnerships, sure does. Google, sure does. Buddy. So, so okay. guys, zero money down. Think about it. Owner financing. It's that's that's doing it yourself. Hard money. Private lenders getting uh, getting a little higher on the interest rate side of things, but uh, there's ways that you could uh, could profit off of that. Partnerships. Shared risk, great reward though, uh, and then look for lease options as well. Um, Alex, yes, sir. Any final last words? Do you think we got it covered? No, um, I think we did, we had it covered. There's 
definitely way more to go into here in a, in a longer version at some point. And do we have a new place to send people or a new name for the venue here? Or what uh, we? we're, the, the podcast, if you guys want to search it, it is uh, the Deacon of Real Estate Podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spreaker. It is on iTunes. It is on Google Music Podcasts. Uh, it is right now on dhrea.com forward slash learn. Uh, and we have all of our episodes in one nice little playlist right there, so you can check them out there. Um, and the nice part is if you go to the DHREA website, uh, you get to see some of our listings, some of our agents, some things like that too. So um, any way you guys can find it, listen to us, it is, you know, however it's easier for you guys, just search your favorite podcast network, search at either Deacon Hoover or DHRE or uh, the Deacon of Real Estate, and you should be able to find us. So, Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate your time on this one. Guys, start looking out. Zero money down. Get shopping, so to speak. <laughs> for, for Alex, I am Adam. For everyone else here at DHRE, Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.